You're listening to the More Than a Worship Leader podcast. Here's your host, Gary Durbin. Welcome to the More Than a Worship Leader podcast, where we talk about worship ministry and the local church. Every once in a while, I'll take an episode to share my thoughts and experience on a specific topic pertaining to worship ministry. And the topic I want to talk about here is building a healthy worship team. I believe a healthy worship team is a group of people who are united under Christ and the vision of your local church, serving with excitement and with joy. Now, some of that is on them. As individuals, it's truly up to them in their desire to grow as a believer and a follower of Jesus. But there's most definitely a role we can play as a, as a worship leader, as a leader, that will help cultivate and build a healthy worship team. Now, to do this, I'm going to give you four aspects to focus on and to work on. So here we go. Building a healthy worship team involves four things, attracting, training, sustaining, and empowering. Let me say that again. Building a healthy worship team involves attracting, training, sustaining, and empowering. So let's talk about attracting. Darlene Check said in her book, Extravagant Worship, I read that years ago, and I'll never forget what she said. She said, you attract who you are. So for me as a worship leader, who I want to attract are people with talent and heart. So I need to have a culture of talent and heart. I need to be a leader who values that and even a, an individual who's growing in my talent and my heart. And let me just say up front, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting that or striving for that. I have sometimes caught people off guard when I've talked to them about the worship team and who we're looking for. And I talk about, you know, the fact that I want people who are bought into our church, who love Jesus and have the right motives. Uh, but I also end with, and you need to be good. Now, that's not an arrogant statement. That's just simply going, hey, we're raising the bar here. We want to hit it. And part of that is we need to attract people who have talent in this area. So when we think about talent, to think about skill, Psalm 133 comes to mind. You know, it says to play skillfully. One of the things I've learned is musicians attract musicians. When a worship team is good, it will attract quality vocalists and band members. Musicianship is not the most valuable component in worship, but it should be valued. Talent is important. The other thing I want to see in someone is heart. And so I start with a question. What kind of heart do you have as a leader, as a team, as a church? Is it about entertainment or is it about engagement? What kind of culture do you have on your worship team? Is it a giving culture or is it territorial or people guarding their positions? See, when you have the right heart, you'll attract the right people. So we want talent. We also want heart. And really to hit that, I've learned the idea of auditioning. Now, going hand in hand with talent, don't be afraid to strive for talent and don't be afraid to hold auditions. 
It's easier to say no early on than it is to remove a team member later. You know, when you think about heart, you're looking for someone who is looking for a church family, not a gig. When you're looking at talent, you want someone who will or has the potential to make your team better. Uh, You think about chemistry. Is this person a good fit relationally for your team? And that's where the audition process really helps. Uh, And the other thing I've learned is to keep the door open for new talent. So all year long, we have open auditions. You can come and audition anytime. And I've learned to have that open audition as opposed to seasonal auditions. I, I believe the open door all year long method has proven to attract the right people. So that's the first thing you want to look at when you're building a healthy worship team is attracting. The second thing I want to hit on is training. Uh, A very important standard I've learned is to distinguish between rehearsal and practice. Rehearsal is not practice. Uh, It's okay to have a culture of excellence to expect your team to practice on their own, to use rehearsal to polish songs and not to learn songs. Set that expectation and your team will rise to it. You're training them when you say, hey, rehearsal is when we put it all together. Practice is not what we're doing here. Practice is what you do on your own. And that's a standard. That's a bar you're raising up for them to reach to. Uh, The next thing I'll say is develop a time of community. You know, that's part of the training aspect to get all of your team members together. One of the things that I've developed is something called worship team parties. We do that a couple times a year. We'll hit on community. We'll have fun together, but we'll also have times where we will work on our crafts, where we will um, have workshops and breakouts so that people can improve their skills in their area. I also have done something called worship team checkups. This is a yearly thing where we can get one-on-one with each team member, and we use this time to encourage them, but also to challenge them. It's a time where I can get one-on-one with somebody and say, hey, this is an area you're doing really well in, and here's an area you can improve in, and just kind of challenge them to rise up to that. That's part of the whole training process. And so as we attract the right people, we also want to remember to provide training to these folks as they come on our team. The third aspect is sustaining. We want a culture that's sustainable. A healthy worship team is a sustainable worship team. You got to remember that Sunday is always coming, so you want to establish a culture that doesn't burn people out. The biggest word that I could give you to help you with the sustainability aspect is the word rotation. Write that down, learn that word because it's very important. Let me just say this as a worship leader, you need a rotation. Even if you don't want it, because to be honest with you, to have the same team every week is a lot easier. I mean, that's the definition of a band. You have that chemistry that's just easy. But remember, we're talking about something that's more than a band. This is a worship team. This is the church, a collective of artists and musicians and vocalists. 
So rotation will really help to avoid that burnout and also to have a healthy, healthy culture. It simply means that your worship and tech team does not look exactly the same every week. I think the best examples of a rotation is probably like once or twice a month. And like I said, it'll help you with avoid burnout. You know, singers and musicians love to serve, but there is a burnout point for everyone. It also helps you avoid territorialism. We want to teach our team members to own the team and not the position. So you may be listening to this and you might be in a small church and you barely have a team, uh, much less a rotation. And you're like, Gary, uh, I just want a person in every position right now. Well, let me just tell you this. As you build your team, you can also make it a goal to have a rotation at some point. So make sure that you build that culture and by just letting people know as they join the team, hey, one of my goals is to have a rotation so that you guys don't get burned out and so that we have an open door for more talent as they come into our church. So we've talked about attracting, training, sustaining when it comes to building healthy worship teams. And the last thing I want to talk about is empowering. We think about our vocalists and we think about our band, our musicians, and we think about the tech team. When it comes to vocalists, you can empower a vocalist by simply maximizing their worship leading ability to teach them and encourage them to become more than just singers, but to lead worship. When you think about the band and musicians, you know, be open to their creative input. The people on my worship team know that they can bring new ideas that's outside of the scope of the recording, and they know that I will speak up if I want them to do something different, but they have the freedom to color outside the lines and to be creative. With the tech team, find a balance of not reaching over people's shoulders too often and let them create and run things. Identify positional leaders and delegate some power to them. You're there to provide guardrails as a leader, so let your people fly as you guide. So to review, to build a healthy worship team, it's going to take attracting, it's going to take training, sustaining, and empowering. I hope these thoughts are helpful and encouraging to you as you lead. And thank you for leading and striving to build healthy worship teams for the good of your church and for the glory of God. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please add this to your podcast list, review it, and share it with others. And don't forget about Gary's books, More Than a Worship Leader and More Than a Band, available on Amazon today. 